Well, after routinely and ragefully accusing people of being conspiracy theorists about so many things for the past couple years, it turns out you've been wrong a lot. You have a lot to apologize for. Well, what are you talking about, JP? Well, for example, do you remember having conversations with people at the beginning of the pandemic who knew the authoritarians were going to try to institute jab mandates? Oh, really? They're going to usher in vaccine passports? That is misinformation, and I've never seen a bigger conspiracy theorist than you. What'd you do? Watch Plandemic? You are such an idiot, and you obviously just want people to die. So I hope you die. Mm. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> and people haven't forgotten about it. And the problem isn't that you've been wrong. That's a very human thing to do. The problem is how nasty and self-righteous you've been to other people about the things that you've been wrong about. You owe a lot of people an apology, don't you? But I know a little snag you run into is you don't have enough integrity to offer an apology, do you? <clears throat> what a predicament. But now the predicament's over because today we're announcing the... I'm a sorry liberal app. It does all the apologizing for you. Watch. Hi. You know all those things I said about vaccine passports and also how I said you're a racist, climate change denying, Nazi transphobic? I'm sorry. You were right and I was wrong. With the I'm a sorry liberal app, just select which aspect of the narrative you need to apologize for being wrong about and hit play. Have you disowned family members who were rooted in reality about the shot while you fell for the propaganda? You think you can still catch and spread the virus after getting the shot? I want you out of my life forever! Now watch how the relationship gets repaired using the I'm a sorry liberal app. I'm sorry. It turns out I was wrong. It's now obvious to me that you can still catch and spread the virus after getting the shot. I couldn't have been more wrong. I was under the spell of mass formation psychosis. I still am, but I hope you accept my apology. Now, normally when people lack the strength of character to apologize when they're wrong, they miss out on all the benefits that come with apologizing. But the I'm a sorry liberal app lets you get all the benefits of an apology while having none of the strength of character. How many people did you yell at for being in tune with a lab leak before you were? I'm sorry, it came from a lab. It's that simple and easy. With the I'm a sorry liberal app, instead of being doomed to a life of people thinking you're a self-righteous liberal asshole who won't apologize, now they'll think you're a self-righteous liberal asshole who will apologize. All the things you've said about the pandemic, Russia and Ukraine, Kyle Rittenhouse, Hunter Biden's laptop, along with the intense wake of emotional violence you've left behind you, are now remedied with the I'm a sorry liberal app. Abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack. Accepting apologies, it's Abs in a Six-Pack, episode 144, here with Adam from Debra, Debra Gets Red-Pilled, and Chud from Debra Gets Red-Pilled, and other shows right. that I can't think of the name of right now, because I'm a bad host. It's a new live son of a bitch. The, 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 the. Yes. 
I, I, I should have had that one pulled up. But this is this one's just as good right here. Is just as good as the new love son of a bitch. And what about big boom boom? Take big boom boom with boom boom boom. Your baby want me. Okay. I wish I wish uh, Clean Feet had a video so we could see you. I oh, was yeah. uh, I never knew what you looked like. And then we had you on our show with Zoom, and uh, I like you so much more now that I know that you look like the tambourine player from Ram Jam. <laughs> You definitely got the rock star look. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and you can't see it, but I'm wearing my sunglasses because I always wear my sun. It's like a ritual at this point that I wear my sunglasses, even though my show's just audio. So, so I put them on. Yeah. Yeah. But you how you guys look doing? Cool, even if they can't see you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing? How's it going? What's been going on? Oh, doing it's pretty going, good over here. Yeah, it's going great, man. Weather's finally starting to come around. Where we're at, just uh, chores all day. Oh, the nice. rats out in the chicken coop are going nuts, so I'm trying to... The rats in the chicken bit. coop or the yeah. chickens in the chicken coop? There's a bunch of rats out there now. Mm. Do you use uh, diatomaceous earth? Inside the coop? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do too, but it doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> I wish it yeah. did more. I don't know what that means. Oh, it's a, it's a substance. I don't know what it is exactly. Uh, Sounds like tenacious D, but like backwards. <laughs> Diatenacious D earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's uh, it's really uh, it's a fine powder that I guess if you look at it under a microscope, it's like <laughs> full of edges and points, and bugs will eat it and it'll rip their insides out, and rats don't like it, and but yet a chicken or a human can consume it, no problem. Wow. This is yeah. a good, this is a good tip. So could you put it around side the uh if you have like um mice getting in the house or or uh like cockroach infestation or something like that could you put it alongside the around your house all the entrances and maybe it would stop them or kill them? Yeah, I think that would be the idea. Wow. Try and like it's I don't think it's going to stop a a rat or a mouse, but it they don't like it. So if they, especially if they're not, if they're living inside your house and you were to surround the house with it, they might go, cool, well, we'll never leave again. We'll find food inside. <laughs> yeah. But if they're coming and going, you know, you could probably stop them. Yeah. Last, uh, last year we had like, and, and we haven't had one since or before, but we had maybe four mice in the house within the span of like two weeks. And one got, was in the shower <laughs> when my wife was in the shower, she like freaked out. And then one, it got stuck in the shower, couldn't get out. And then one was like under the fridge and we set like traps everywhere and like um ended up like the trap like the glue traps which are kind of inhumane and then like the mouse traps we had we ended up just putting those everywhere and half two of the four mice we caught wasn't with the traps it was like one was in the corner of this studio right here and we i just like fucking rolled the table into it and smashed it and carried it outside <laughs> dude like we the- moved into this like hundred year old farmhouse dilapidated farmhouse in august and this winter it was it was awful man they uh the mice were everywhere we could hear them in the walls and in the ceiling i was getting like woken up at night oh, they're behind behind the shower the worst so part is all the up. poop they leave dude the poop was insane it was like so much like we that's the only reason at first we knew they were in there because we would find mice poop like in our drawers like a silverware drawer it was like oh fuck yeah we uh we got um three feral cats from this like foundation. They live in the basement now, and there's <laughs> been nothing since we got them. So, 
Dude, my cat was like, you know, 15 pounds overweight and he would see like mice or, or bugs or something would go by him and the, he would not even move his head. The most he would ever do is like slightly raise his paw and just kind of wag it a little bit. Like he didn't <laughs> give a shit. Fat piece of shit. I mean, he's dead now, so I shouldn't talk bad about him, but man, that guy was useless. Yeah, he did his best though. <laughs> yeah. His best wasn't good enough. So I, I listened to, uh, this morning, I listened to the Bart Sabrell, the latest one with Bart that you guys did. Yeah. That was a good, that was a think? great yours, show. Yours, uh, yours was excellent with him. Yeah, I, th- I, actually, sure. I, I actually liked yours in a, in a certain way. I liked your guys' is better because, de- like, it's, and it's, it's one great thing about, uh, Deborah Gets Red Pilled is Deborah is such an interesting element to add to the, uh, like seeing her, uh, slow transformation over the last couple of years and, and also just, um, or however long it's been, uh, and and just I don't know, I like the element of having her have the conversation with Bart was I thought added a, a very interesting element to it. But yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, awesome that Bart Bart immediately started asking her a question. Yeah, I, I loved that. It. That was great. <laughs> I loved yeah, it. and then at the at the end, Chud just pinned her down, and said point blank, you know, yes or no? Did we go to the moon? She said nope. So we got her no on the moon landing and. We got her no on 9-11, but we're getting, I'm, I've been texting back and forth with Richard Gage from Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, or oh, formerly wow. of before he got, before he got kicked out for his vaccine status. Which is crazy. <laughs> and, and, yeah, yep. but uh, he's going to come on, so we're going to have her on air oh, saying wow. no to the moon, the moon landing and a 9-11. And I think if you b- don't believe in those two and you're a 70-year-old boomer, like anything's possible. Yeah, she'll be at flat earth and firmament before you know it. Dude, I think I think she is a flat earther, man. And she just <laughs> she just can't admit it. But like every time we've had a flat earth person on, she's just been like, Yes. I'm on the fence about that on one, uh man. when she was on Moral Bob's uh flat earth school. Yeah. You know, she she wasn't she wasn't just rejecting it the way you know, the thing that I don't like. Because I, I don't care if someone's flat earth or not, but when they just reject it super hard, that's what I'm kind of like, yeah, fuck you. You're not, you're not open-minded enough, man. <laughs> yeah. But she didn't, she wasn't like that at all. I mean, they went pretty deep into it, uh, on the Alex Jones Tim and, and Bart Sabrell was just on Tim Foyle hat too. Like right after we had him on, I think. Yeah. He was on in between the two of us. Okay. He, he's doing the full book tour then Bart is, but yeah, they, they yeah. kind of went deep in, uh, in Bart's, uh, Bart's, uh, or sorry, uh, Alex Jones when he was on, tinfoil hat they kind of went deep into flat earth and there was there's a couple things i hadn't heard on there before but yeah man i'm i'm agnostic on it it's like um i know nasa lies about everything and there's like a lot of shit being covered up but i haven't made and uh like yeah even even modern day not just the moon landings but the space station all the green screens and glitches and and just uh like the gravity messing up sometimes and uh Hair There's gel, bubbles. Hair, hair, hair gel, the bubbles, all that shit. Yeah. Um, Paperwork, Don so, Pettit. Yeah. There's okay. so many, there's so much bullshit afoot there that it's like, it's, I, I can see it being easy to get into flat earth from that. But at the same yeah, time, it's flat a jumping earth, off point. At the same time, flat earth is an assertion of something that I can't see as well. You know, right. so it's just, I don't know. I, I know it ain't what. I know things aren't the way they are explained by NASA. I don't believe NASA at all about anything. And they're, unfortunately, for for all the the Globers out there, they're your only source. They tell you all of it. And uh, 
Yeah, it's just not just not enough to pull me into the globe camp, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, close friends that are very flat Earth. Uh, I mean, not a lot. I have two close friends that are like super into flat Earth, and it's kind of where I first was introduced to the idea outside of in passing, like hearing about it. Um, but they, I mean, but the the problem with flat Earth for me is most of the arguments are NASA's line about the globe or NASA's line about the space station, NASA's line about the moon landing, therefore flat earth. And I just haven't made that full on jump yet. Um, but yeah, it's right. Uh, I don't know. Cause, cause I mean, you, you said it well, Chud, it's like they're, they're, um, you see, it takes a leap of belief and faith to believe in the flat earth too. It's like the, the, uh, the negative doesn't prove a positive of the negative of NASA and space doesn't prove a positive of flat earth in my book yet. Maybe I'm, you know, could be wrong, but, Right, right. And there there are a lot of negatives there to be proven. Like the first time I ever uh, even considered the idea of flat earth, I, I did that phrase wasn't in my head, but it was it was a very long time ago. And I was trying to prove to some people in a bar that everything is faith. You have to listen to other people on everything, whether it's science or religion. And I kind of pulled out of my ass like you don't know that the world's round because only only the astronauts that have been to space know that it's round. And I watched everyone's head explode. (laughs) (laughs) They just fucking flipped the fuck out. And I was like, oh, hey, maybe there's something to this, (laughs) you know, just just because of that negative reaction. I'm right on the brink of getting my face punched off like I'm I'm on something. (laughs) Yeah, just just for saying, hey, you guys don't know that. Because they don't. They didn't. They still don't. I still don't. You know, and even at that time, I believed with all my heart that we were on a globe and that we'd been to the moon. And, you know, like I, I just hadn't I hadn't questioned those things to that level. But as soon as I did and I see that reaction, I go, huh. <laughs> so what about dinosaurs? Where do we land on dinosaurs being real? I don't Fake believe in them. And gay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like – um Cause my dad's like a you know young Earth creationist, uh, and like I said, when Bart was on, like he used to work with Bart Sabrell on Bart's website and stuff. So he's in the Christian, real hard Christian camp with with Bart. And so I like his introduction to dinosaur, like my introduction to dinosaurs, and you know growing up with Jurassic Park toys and being a Jurassic Park fan. Yep. Um, like he had shown me stuff and like you know witness testimonies that like there's still like pterodactyls. Because he would show me like interviews. My dad would have like, like African villagers like spot, like saying they saw pterodactyls or like, uh, what are, like little uh, rap uh, tros- uh, what are those raptors called? Um, Velociraptors. Velociraptors. Yeah, and stuff like that. Dude, and some so like in the Amazon in the- or in the in the Congo, like supposedly people would be seeing those things current day. Um, so I, I always thought dinosaurs. It's not they're not extinct. They still exist. And the more I'm like the more I look at it now, I'm like, did they ever exist? Somebody put in the Telegram chat for for our Deborah gets red pilled, um, this picture in Arizona of these like ranch hands posing with a pterodactyl that had like a twenty foot wingspan in like nineteen hundred. It's hmm. nuts. Damn. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm always interested to see any photos that are, especially if they can be proven to be real, that show much skeletal structure of any kind of dinosaurs because that's that was the that was the thing that made it fall apart for me was when i started looking into it i was finding that they only find fragments of bones like not even full 
bones, especially back in the 19th century, like the dinosaur boom, so to speak, when they found so many bones. Yeah, the bone wars or whatever. Yeah, and then I read this. Uh, I think it was fabricating most of them. I, re- I read it at both Smithsonian and National Geographic, where they were really they, these two articles, separate articles, were both really blatant and 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 uh, direct about that. You've never seen a dinosaur bone. We've only seen fragments. One of them went into how they make the bones that are in the in the uh, uh, museums, and they're made out of ground chicken bones that they reform and make into these bones. And the other one talked about the fragments of bone that are real are really in those sculptures and that they paint them with lead paint because they're so radioactive that you would die <laughs> if you were exposed to a dinosaur bone. Shit. And I'm like, it's the bone what? broth. Dinosaurs are made out of bone broth is what you're telling me. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what Smithsonian and or national geographic told me. <laughs> when were wow. those articles from? Uh, they were both, I mean, you know, within, within 10 years. Um, yeah. You know, was so it uh, like, was it pre, pre dinosaurs have feathers or post? Cause that's would the have been new in one. that time. It would have been post, like when people were starting to say it, you know, like I probably read those three to five years ago and they were three to five years old at that time. So, yeah, you know, f- these articles were from six to 10 years ago. I found the, I found the dinosaur song of about how dinosaurs were made now, now that you brought up the chick, ground up chicken bone. And we're not getting what humans always chicken. thought was key the bone broth. The bone broth. <laughs> The bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. Well, now it's the next level of that. It's caveman. Hey, I need a glass of caveman. Caveman. Man. It's better than Ovaltine. Better than Ovaltine. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Caveman is just over the top. What in the world? But now with the milk, I was like, whoa, this has milk in it. Whoa. It tastes like good. Man, this tastes so good. Mm. Tastes like the best milkshake ever. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. Like good. And that's how dinosaurs are made. That's how dinosaurs are made. That explains it all. Yeah. Shit. Case closed. What about, uh, what about chicken McNuggets? Uh, dinosaur meat. Yeah. So, so to make dinosaur bones, they use chicken bones ground up. But to make chicken McNuggets, they use dinosaur meat. That makes sense. <laughs> chicken, chicken McNuggets. Yeah, that's how it's made. Um, and you can take that to the bank. Chicken Absolutely. McNuggets. <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what I was going I, for. Yeah, I had to stall to find that one. Uh, I still got. Yeah, I had better. someone just just the other day. I was talking about my chickens, and uh, someone I was talking to two people, and one person said, "What what's up with chickens? Why are they so different than all other birds?" And as I was starting to try and answer their, try and understand their question, the other person there said, "Well, it's because they're they came from dinosaurs, dude." And uh, and if you look at them, you can see exactly how dinosaurs acted, and this and that. I was just like, "Wow." Yeah, because that's, that's how uh, evolution that's... works. Uh, uh, because evolution works where big, strong reptiles turn into weak, defenseless birds that are way smaller. Yeah, confused, confused, frightened birds. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, it's like I said something in response of like, "Yeah, that might be what Steven Spielberg would tell you." And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of they they. The, these people were not ready for a conversation where you questioned whether or not dinosaurs were real. 
Yeah, we've I, been trying I didn't to get somebody. I, I haven't even up until the like show. the last year. I wasn't even ready for that conversation, to be honest with you. That's a it's it's a crazy one. I mean, because it's and I, I do I blame a lot of it on uh, uh, Spielberg. If if I'm right at all about them not existing, you know, just like Disney in space, uh, Jurassic Park, dude, like that's where most of us our age and younger get all of our dinosaur information. All of our conviction comes from having watched that and believed it when we were kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that classic scene where they talk about the, uh, what was it? The, oh God. Like the, and that's how the dino DNA comes from the amber. And the, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they've they, been, uh, the they mosquitoes, mosquitoes are stuck in amber and then they, they extract it. That's oh, the story of Jurassic Park, right? I, yeah, I still have the clip yep. from our uh, – we did a Frogs episode, and to prove that the um, that Frogs already had the ability to become trans with the atrazine, I brought the mm. Jurassic Park as a counter-argument. I still have the clip. What? What? Oh, Mr. DNA, where did you come from? From your blood. Just one drop of your blood contains billions of strands of DNA. The building blocks of life. Do we believe that DNA is real? We believe that, right? I'd have I to haven't. look into it a little more. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't dwelled on it much. I have heard, you know, I heard something once. Um, boy, it's, I'm, it's way outside of my wheelhouse of, of being able to talk about, but I'll just throw it out there. The guy I was talking to said that the first person who discovered DNA discovered it during a, like a, a acid a trip, psilocybin or DMT trip beforehand and he pictured that uh double helix you know that double yeah exactly and then he started looking into it and then he discovered dna so i don't know there's room that's there's room for that to be bullshit but uh yeah it's boy. possible a dna strand you're, you're like really going up against is it is a blueprint for <laughs> yeah. building a living thing and sometimes animals that went extinct millions of years ago like dinosaurs left their blueprints behind for us to find we just had to know where to look a hundred million years ago, there were mosquitoes, just like today. And just like today, they mosquitoes fed on the didn't blood of animals, evolve, even dinosaurs. Sometimes, right. after biting a dinosaur, the mosquito would land on the branch of a tree. Yeah, you get the idea. Is, is this all, that's all from Jurassic Park? Yeah, that's when they're like sitting down and yeah. Jeff Goldblum is like, what are you guys doing? Uh, 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 Fuck, uh, I haven't uh, seen uh, that uh, since it was pretty much new. But, yeah, I saw it in the theaters. Re- reminding me. The first, Once. the first and, and second it. Jurassic Park. I mean, they're making new ones with like Chris Pratt and shit. Jurassic World or whatever. Um, yeah, the- I went. I saw that in the theater too. And when we were there, my mom ran into uh, a professor of hers from college while they were there. While we were, they were going to see it at the same time, and uh, you know, he was he was saying something to the effect of, "Well, he couldn't miss this. This was going to be a major a major breakthrough for for all people's understanding of dinosaurs." <laughs> something to that effect. And, you know, as I questioned this all these years later, I was like, oh, yeah, even the professors were like seeing this movie as 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 a way to get the, the story of dinosaurs out there. Yeah, it's, it's that's, bizarre. That is. That's a good point. So what are all these archaeologists doing? Grifting? I don't well, know. Indiana man. Jones, speaking of Spielberg, Indiana Jones was a way for archaeology to become cool. Yeah, sure. I mean, Indiana Jones is way cooler than Jurassic Park, besides a crystal skull one. Yeah, 
Well, the, the, <laughs> what I was going to say about the Jurassic Park is like, well, the, the new one, Jurassic World or whatever, or there's probably been two out since I've seen that one, but that was the one with Chris Pratt where they're rolling around in a little bubble in the field with the dinosaurs chasing. I was like, this is gay. And then, but then the first, the, the third, the third Jurassic Park was also terrible in the like 90s or whenever that came out. But the first two were great. The first one was Samuel Jackson and Wayne Knight. Samuel Jackson's arm gets ripped off and shit. Um, First Jurassic Park was awesome. And then the second one had Vince Vaughn in it. If you remember that, Jeff Goldblum and Vince Vaughn. That was a great one. My dad is, my dad knows, uh, my dad knows Wayne Knight. Really? You should yeah. get him. He should get him on the show. Yeah, get him on the show to New man. break down the to break down the conspiracy of of zip codes. I'd be curious to hear his thoughts on JFK because he was one of the kind of the one of the main characters in Oliver Stone's JFK. Kevin Costner. All right, I gotta rewatch. And his that. name was Newman in that, which was hilarious. That they it he was. played he played Newman for the New Orleans district attorney. Yeah, my dad used to own a uh, wine store in the Napa Valley, and he was a, a heavy customer. Robin Williams was the was the top customer, so my dad's sales really dropped off a couple years back. Oh but, damn! Ooh, R.I.P. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have. I uh, Robin I, Williams. <laughs> throw him in the chat. You're Jeff Goldblum. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, China. I have two ways we could go with this. I have. Uh, I I kind of went down on a deep dive last night into Awaken with JP, who you heard in the intro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His videos. And he did a good coverage of, uh, what's her name? Jackson Brown. What's her first, how do you pronounce her first name? The judge that Biden's appointed to no, the Supreme Katanji? Court. Katanji. Katanji. Yeah, Jack- Katanji Jackson Brown. Yeah. Um, so I have J- Awaken with JP's uh, breakdown of her, which some of it I didn't know about. Or we can uh, discuss who might be, one of the guys that might be on my douchebag list for our next battle of the douchebags. Um Dr. Mike on YouTube. Do you guys know about this guy? No, I'd love to learn about him. You want to go with Dr. Mike? Yeah. Okay, so... Oh, God. Um, Here, I'll I'll start with a shorty with him. Um, Here's him explaining the... This is back when Omicron first emerged. Here's the truth about the new COVID-19 variant. Sorry, go ahead. How many... Is this guy, like, real popular on YouTube? Does he have a big... 9.7 million subscribers. He's bigger than Rogan on YouTube. Damn. <clears throat> this guy pisses me off. Omicron. It's a newly identified strain found in South Africa where it's caused a spike in their population, leading us to believe that it's potential. Wait, the variant caused a spike in their population? So there's more people now because of this variant? How does that, what is it? It's caused a spike in their population. I'm nitpicking here, but fuck this guy. Potentially more transmissible. There are still a lot of unanswered questions here that we need to get, and we need to stay alert, not anxious. Number one, we don't know how severe the cases will be with this new variant because it takes a few weeks to figure out the hospitalization and mortality rate. Also, we don't know how this virus will behave in individuals who've been vaccinated and individuals who've recovered from other variants of COVID-19. And until we find that out, we don't know the implications of this variant. It's important for us to stay alert, not anxious, not fall victim to the sensationalist headlines to the statements by pharma CEOs trying to predict the future and let information and science guide us. And where science guides us right now is to get vaccinated because it's the low vaccination rates which leave us susceptible to the emergence of new variants. Here's the truth about the new... So so he starts with saying we can't let pharma talking heads and media sensationalism dictate what we do, but then he goes to, and we know the vaccine's the best way to go for Omicron. It's called the Omicron. Um, 
<laughs> did uh what is uh dr mike's um racial makeup uh he's white and he looks like he's younger than me maybe 25 cool okay. i mean he might be 30 i don't know but um yeah he's uh i don't want to guess his sexuality but i can imagine <laughs> Uh, I can tell. I I know. I can tell. He's yeah. And Net Net in the chat says this jackass ed- edits his videos. So they're all jerky, doesn't he? Yes, he does. It's constant uh, jump cuts, jump cuts, jump cuts. So oh, okay. um, yeah. now he has. Here's two ways we can go. And this first one's long, so I know we won't get through it all. But this is where I first became aware of him because when you looked up Plandemic on YouTube, the documentary, the first one, yeah, the top result would be Dr. Mike debunking Plandemic point by point. Or so he says, but right. he skips out all the he skips out all the true stuff and goes with, and uh, he's he, like, I'll, he finds a couple stupid things and yeah, and he he's like, I want to just go through this whole thing point by point, and he conveniently skips all the actual all, it, all very the points. Impo- yeah, yeah, exactly. So we can go through that. And it's, it's over a half hour, not- so we won't get through the whole thing, but we can start that, or we can get his Ukraine take since he's a doctor, he would know about Ukraine. He's not. I, I never actually saw that pandemic. Oh, sorry, Adam. He's not Chinese. <laughs> uh, I can't trust I'm, him. Then no, he's not. I'm picturing China? a Chinese guy. China. Um, no, he's <laughs> he's white. But uh, the pandemic one was about twenty minutes long. Uh, pandemic two is what I would highly, highly recommend. That one's like over an hour, and it's that one's um, good. Yeah. But um, I think that Judy Mikovits is full of shit, though. Why do you say that? She's uh, she's fishy, man. You think she's a spook? We or had something? John. We had John Brisson on, and he told us that Judy Mikovits's brother is the one that found Vince Foster's body. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's weird, that's, huh? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Judy, I mean, she worked with Fauci. I don't know. Um, she, I, I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is on the level, but I know Dean Reiner, he even has his doubts about him, so. Yeah. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in my book is like a absolute hero and if he is a spook i don't see how he's helping the pharma industry because he's caused more quote-unquote vaccine hesitancy than anybody and what and do you has think his... about what do you think about robert malone oh that, that guy's, guy's definitely a spook for yeah sure. for sure because he's, bra- he's he was tra- on rogan he's... bragging about a cia buddy the whole time i was like what the yeah heck? and he's <laughs> he's he's supposedly like getting ready to roll out his own his own yeah, he- pill or vaccine or something right yeah he seems to be a vaccine salesman of sorts you know he's saying oh don't trust this trust this yeah i'm sure he's fine with the mrna and all that shit yeah doesn't don't people claim that he in is like the inventor or the discoverer of uh the mrna he's he's the inventor of he has he holds patents on mrna technology that led to the creation of mrna vaccines um, yeah, I've, but I was I've saying I think he's. I might have misspoke, but quite true. Yeah, it's. So. I, I think the patents are accurate, but the rest is up for debate. And um, but I was saying I think he'd be fine. Merlone would be fine with the MMR vaccine, mumps, measles, rubella, the one that's linked heavily to autism, oh. allegedly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because and uh, maybe Mikovits would be as well. But uh, Mikovits, um, well, I don't know. Do you want me to just start playing this and we see how far we end up wanting to go into it? Sure, yeah, let's hear it. I mean, just it doesn't match up. The evidence is pointing against what she's saying. I've gotten requests from my friends, family members, patients, and everyone in between to discuss this pandemic. I usually try and make my videos on the shorter side, but I want to take this one point by point to give you the clearest picture of what my thoughts are on this 
as a doctor. Dr. Judy Mikovits has been called one of the most accomplished scientists of her generation. So you made a discovery that conflicted with the agreed upon narrative. <laughs> Correct. Quick note before we start. The focus of my review here will be based on science and facts. China. For the sake of education, there's very little value in speculating on stories and claims that cannot be verified. I am a doctor and not a detective, and I don't want to turn this into a character assassination. If we don't stop this now, we Oh, can by the way, this guy, like half his videos, I can't believe this guy's as popular as he is. Half his videos start with, not even half, probably more than half of his videos start with the tagline, Dr. Reacts 2. So it's like, Dr. Reacts to Grey's Anatomy medical scenes. Dr. Reacts to Plandemic conspiracy documentary. Dr. Reacts to, and it's like, we get it, you're a fucking doctor, bro. I don't even know if he is a doctor. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, this he probably is, but. Is he wearing a lab He's coat? Always. Can not only forget our coat. republic. He does, he wears a lab we... coat. Answered your question, Chris. So he's definitely a doctor. And forget humanity because we'll be killed by this agenda. The man who was heading the pandemic task force was involved in a cover-up. He directed the cover-up. And in fact, everybody else was paid off. I just want to look at the facts. And so far, very few facts have been presented. I'm going to repeat this phrase I feel like a lot. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. What he's saying is absolute uh, propaganda and, and the same kind of propaganda that he's perpetrated to kill millions since 1984. That virus was spread through because of the arrogance of a group of people, and it includes Robert Redfield, who's now the head of the CDC. They were working together to take credit. Jesus Christ. Okay, so this guy, Dr. Mike, is making jump cuts in the video like he makes jump cuts in his own videos, just chopping out important stuff left and right. Um, yep. And make money, and they had the patents on it and tailored them to IL-2 therapy, which was absolutely the wrong therapy. And had that not happened, millions wouldn't have died um, from HIV. When I first saw that, I was moved. I was like, wait, can it be possible that these doctors, these researchers for major government organizations are making millions of dollars at the expense of millions of people dying? So I looked into it. And I stumbled upon an article in the British Medical Journal, which is a highly, highly respected medical journal. Oh, the same British Medical Journal that says that Pfizer is uh, is reprimanding and firing people who question their uh, vaccine safety? The British Medical Journal covered that. I wonder if Dr. Mike covered that in his video when the British Medical Journal covered that. Because they're so highly rep like uh, recognized as such a good source. Mm -hmm. I bet he didn't cover that. The press agency reported that two leading researchers, Anthony Fauci, head of the NIAD, and his deputy, Clifford Lane, received payments relating to their development of IL-2 as a treatment for HIV slash AIDS. Dr. Lane told the BMJ that the payment was part of his federal compensation. He explained that the government patented the development and shared the payments it received with the inventors. Since 1997, he has received about $45,000. She's saying, that Clifford Lane, the deputy of the NIAD, and Dr. Fauci did this for $45,000 to forego your Straw creed man. to protect people and instead to watch millions die? Dr. Anthony Fauci told the BMJ. So so that, that's one source where they made $45,000. I'm sure doc, like Dr. Fauci only has $45,000 in the bank. That's all the money yeah. he ever has and has ever made. Yeah. What's his uh, net worth? Also, his source right here uh, is the British Medical Journal, 
that he's reading off. And and the source says, Dr. Anthony Fauci told the British Medical Journal <laughs> that that's how much money he made. So the British Medical Journal is citing Dr. Fauci as their source to disprove how much money Dr. Fauci made. And then Dr. Mike is covering British Medical Journal, covering what Dr. Fauci told them. So it's all just like what Fauci said. He's been that as a government so far. <laughs> he's never been wrong about anything. You know what? I don't even know if Dr. Mike's a real doctor. I'm about to find out if he's published. Union now, folks. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you have any published writings by Dr. Mike. By who? Dr. Mike. I don't actually know his last name because he doesn't say, but he's uh, got 9.5 million subscribers on YouTube, and I was just trying to make sure he's an actual published medical doctor. <laughs> if you could just give me the name of a couple uh, of his books. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. You should look up Dr. Mike, it probably would come up, I would imagine. It's Mike yeah. with a K. And an E? Yeah, Mike, M-I-K-E, Dr. Mike. Okay. Uh, he's, he's, uh, Dr. Mike has currently raised $70,000 for the Ukrainian Relief Fund. Um, yeah, uh, I see, let's see. Let's try this. I'm trying a couple of different things <laughs> to see. I found this, I found the guy you're talking about. Um... I'm not he's Chinese, any... a Chinese guy, right? No, he's white. He's white. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. It's the guy, uh, Dr. Mike, on any... YouTube. Yeah, commonly known as Dr. Mike. Uh, Mike Varshavsky. Okay, let me look that um, up. Yeah. I wonder why he I'm doesn't publicize uh, his last name on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Maybe because uh, he's not, not a real doctor. Books he's published. Oh, uh, really? Interesting. Yeah. How do you spell uh, his last name? Uh, Varshavsky, V-A-R-S-H-A. V S K I. Okay. Um, oh, he's a yeah, Russian too. A, uh -oh. Polish. It sounds like to Wikipedia me. Wikipedia page. Okay, he's six foot three. Yeah. Okay, I see the wiki. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Ooh, big guy. Yeah. Handsome guy too. 2015's yeah. sexiest doctor alive. Six three. That's pretty tall. Yeah. Was he really 2015's handsome sexiest doctor alive? That's what it says. Wow. All right. So, do you think he's a real doctor? I guess is my question. As real as any doctor, I guess. <laughs> good answer. Oh, All right, good we, answer. Do you, have any, uh, do you have any speculation on his orientation? No, can't speculate on that. Yeah, you never know. Okay. You'd have to hear him talk to really know that. Yeah. yeah. All right, we appreciate your, your help. <laughs> have a good day. You too. Dr. Mike. He well, is a Russian what dude. was that? Walden Books? <laughs> as, a, as a local bookstore that I'm not going to name. Because I don't want to dox. Um, yes, they know me. I'm, I come cool. in there all the time. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, yeah. No, okay, so uh, but I, we can pause from this the pandemic coverage because <clears throat> he does, now that we know he has a Russian last name, this might make his Ukraine crisis relief fund that he's raised so 70 he's, grand for a little funnier. I haven't a watched. Traitor. Yeah, he's a traitor to the, to the Kremlin. To his own people. Yeah. Um, so he's. He's uh, or he's a planted asset, <laughs> or a planted ass hat. Asshat. Uh, yeah. Um. My, here's this video. I. I'm. This is a cold watch. I haven't watched this one. Um. My thoughts on the Russia-Ukraine crisis as a Russian immigrant. So. When I was How six years old, my family and I. What? How many views are like these? What's his average number? Uh, of views this one's got over video? three million views, and it's. God, I bet you my. It's I like a week old. Watches. <laughs> Dude, his 
I wish I could. I wish YouTube still had the thumbs down thing, so I could see his pandemic. Uh, his pandemic one has four million views, and it's one hundred and thirty-two thumbs up. But I can't see the dislikes thanks to new. They got new- rid of the dislikes because of the Fauci doc, right? The Fauci documentary. Yeah, the trailer Disney? had like a crazy amount of dislikes, and also every Joe Biden or like every White House live stream was just yeah. bottomless dislikes. So I think those were the two things. It's kind of like how Netflix got rid you, of the... Uh, they still let you dislike. They just don't show us how many people, right? Yeah, and they said it was to protect the mental health of the creators. And then they said, but the creators will still be able to see the dislikes, just not the other people. And it's like, well, you're not really protecting... <laughs> the, you're so really, you're uh, only protecting us, not the creators. Right. <laughs> kind of uh, like a mask. Here's, here's his thoughts on the Russian-Ukraine thing. When I was six years old, my family and I escaped from Russia and came to the United States as refugees. Today, oh, I want to share that story and talk about how those experiences shaped my feelings on the current Ukrainian-Russian conflict, where I still have family living to this very day. <laughs> Being that I was so young when we left Russia, I don't have a lot of memories as to what my feelings were at the time, what I even knew at the time. But as I became older, I had more questions for my family. I repeatedly questioned my father, why did we leave Russia? Why did we get refugee status? And he consistently told me the same points. One, it was the political corruption. I mean, money runs the world in Russia. Um, Bribery was rampant, especially within the government. But not in Ukraine. Never that in was probably it's probably his father probably realized there was a good chance that his <laughs> his son Dr. Mike was going to get thrown off a roof if they stayed there. <laughs> After the fall of the Soviet Union, my father told me that the economy was literally up for grabs by the oligarchs there. Certain individuals gained huge economic power while the majority of the people were living paycheck to paycheck, were even unable to make ends meet and were starving. <laughs> I find my food in the bin, he cries. Why was I born? For what reason? Second was the anti-Semitism aspect. My father, uh, born in Ukraine, is Jewish. In Russia, oh, there was God. anti-Semitism that was growing, and he felt it economically. He felt it uh, even throughout his education process. And the final thing he was worried about was what would happen to me and my sister. He saw crime was at an all-time high. He saw the economy was collapsing. He saw that the education system was suffering. There was so little money being put towards the future of Russia. And he became genuinely worried. Turns out he was right about almost everything. 25 years later... Okay, then what was he wrong about? He was right about almost everything, but he doesn't... He's, he's going to give examples? Yeah, they, they yeah. omitted the, the, that part. Yeah, Dr. yeah Mike. and he's talking about how terrible it is for like all these poor um, peasants in Russia, how oligarchs are the ones who are benefiting. But what what's his feeling on, on sanctioning Russia, you know? How's that how's that helping out the the peasant people there? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, okay. Yeah, good point. And then his the, the the political financial corruption that happens in Russia just doesn't happen in Ukraine. No, no, Ukraine's on the up and up. It's it hasn't been a haven for corruption. That's or... right. And now that I think about it, uh, I remember hearing that Hunter Biden was making deals with Russian gas companies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Burisma was a was a yeah. famous Russian Russian company. <laughs> right. The risk that he took, well, him and my mom took to get me and my sister here, has paid off, and I owe them a debt of gratitude for completely changing my life. 
The Russian forces came in broadly on three fronts, from the north, from the south, and from the east. When I talk to my father about this, the anxiety that His he father's has, the English? panic attacks that he's developed as a result of <laughs> watching Ukrainians suffer, watching Russia invade Ukraine. Russian multiply rocket launcher Grad strikes hospitals, schools, kindergarten, and apartments of civilians. Where so many families are related. Ukrainian people have family in Russia. Russian people have Ukrainian family members. And the reality of causing these countries to go to war for no reason. I don't mean there's no geopolitical discourse that is real. It is real, and there are disagreements. <gasps> It is real. Dun dun dun. Oh. Now we know what ha- now we know what's going on. We get the idea. This has got another two minutes left, but I don't really feel like hearing his pitch for his seventy he already raised seventy thousand dollars. I don't want to give any any more. Fuck this guy though. I, I don't know why I mean he also he did a video, um, here's why Joe Rogan's COVID treatment is problematic. And the top comment <laughs> the top comment on the video is Joe Rogan recovered before you had time to upload this video. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I hate. I hate people like this. Like, or not people, but I hate channels like this. You know, like it seems like it's just there to push the the most basic narrative that everyone's got. You know, it's it's there to verify for a lot of people what they what they just heard on the news. Oh yeah, check it out. Here's a doctor who agrees yeah. with everything that was on. And let CNN me get on YouTube and 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 search pandemic, and this is the first video that pops up. A guy explaining how it's bullshit without actually showing the actual points that were made in the documentary. He, um, yeah, it's well, it's I remember no better one, than watching the news. Yeah, and I, I remember one thing. He actually deliberately skips over because there's like a cut, and then he goes right past it, and it's when Judy Mikovits is talking about the Pentagon test where uh, all these. Soldiers died from an experimental vaccine. And he just skips right over that. He skips over constantly stuff like that. I can. There's a couple of specific examples, but he's just let me pick out like the weakest points of this documentary and then act like that's all the documentary was. Is his his take on it? What uh, have we checked his um, relationship to the World Economic Forum? He was born in is 1989. He a, is he a young global leader? Ooh, awards and nominations, maybe. Let's see. Where did he go to school? Georgetown? Uh, question. Nominations. What do you say? What, what's the over-under on Jesuit trained? <laughs> I'd say it's a 50-50 probably. Did you, did you the Jesuits allow Russians? I guess they do. Uh, a graduate of the Medical Institute of Moscow. Oh, no, that's his father. I'm sorry. I was like, what? Because I thought he fled. Okay, that's his father. So his dad was a, a Russian doctor. He was given the name Dr. Mike during his high school years. Was he a doctor in high school? <laughs> dude, dude, like Doogie Howser. Oh, my God. He enrolled in the New York Institute of Technology. He's probably bachelor's a degree U- in life sciences. Oh, and he got a, a medical U- degree. Uh, Atlantic Health System Overlook Medical Center's Family Medicine Program. And Is that online? He moved back when... It, yeah, it's on Wiz Wikipedia. He moved back in with his father after medical school. Probably because of all the medical debt. No, I mean, is it an online school like the University of Phoenix? <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, New York Institute of Technology. I imagine it's probably in person. It'd be online now, though, in mm-hmm. the COVID era. It's a private research university founded in 1955. Two main campuses. So, yeah, it's not online. Not like the Maybe he's a Trump Ukrainian university. actor who played a doctor on TV and then became one in real life. Oh, yeah. Like, a, like, the, like the president, yeah. 
I like that. That's just as likely as anything. Um, he, he gained media attention in August 2015 when BuzzFeed published an article titled, Um, You Really Need to See This Hot Doctor and His Dog. <laughs> How hot is this guy? What kind of dog does he have? <laughs> what kind of dog is that? Um, <laughs> she, it's a sheen dog. Uh, in People magazine, he was named the sexiest doctor alive. I see. He has a, uh, a husky. He did a TED Talk. Done two TED Talks, it looks like. There's not, nothing really about his practice. His whole Wikipedia is about his whole Wikipedia is about his his internet celebrity ness, and yeah, this guy might be an actor because the whole Wikipedia doesn't talk about any practice he's ever run. Any he's never practiced as a doctor uh, that I can see, and he's making like videos, pumping out YouTube videos that are highly produced constantly. So does this guy have patience? And if he does have patience, does he even? spend does he spend as much time with them as he does making dumb youtube videos i don't know does he look like uh mayor pete that's what it kind of sounds like to me if he's not chinese <laughs> uh yeah because yeah uh varshavsky definitely a chinese surname um They're, not, china and russia are really close to each other china some, yeah i don't know in some places um wow yeah i mean i the only place i can we could maybe call the, the, we could call the New York Institute of Technology to find out if he actually went there, but I feel like it'd probably be a lot of hold time and waiting. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, um, I don't know. We're we're not even three minutes into the Dr. Mike pandemic video. We can continue with that or move on to something that doesn't have to do with Dr. Mike. I'm cool either way. You want to yeah. just you want to just dip your toes back in for a second and see if anything interesting happens. If not, we'll just close the tab. I don't I've know, had I think enough I'm kind of over the guy, Mike. but I, I could hear a little more. But yeah, I think I, I, I think, I think I've I had know enough. where I stand with him. Yeah, I think I've had enough, Doctor Mike. Too. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's that's Doctor Mike. Everybody. He will. I'm sure he'll be one of my. I'll deep. I'll do a deeper dive for uh, the uh, Battle of the Douchebags this month. Um, Can pre- you give us a sneak peek of any of the other contestants? Um, I don't know who my. If he's if I end up going with him, I'm not sure who my second contestant will be. Um, is it going to be an eight man bracket? Yeah, it's going to be another eight. It won't be. We probably won't ever do sixteen guys again because that one was like almost five hours long. And we did that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the you are, the last one with uh, Neil Young? Yeah, the last the last one was. Did Neil Young take it last time? I can't it was, remember. It was junk, one. chunk, chunk, chunk yogurt. Yeah, chunk yogurt, <laughs> chunky yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was a good. I couldn't believe that you did it, but throwing in that uh, that James Brown wild card was a good move too. Yeah, I mean, I mean he he won his bracket by a hundred percent, I think. But um, oh no, he didn't even he make lo- it. He, 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 lost. he lost his he lost his bracket because he was up against good. Neil Young. Yeah, there's no contest yeah. there. James Brown's too cool for school. Yeah, so Chunk Yogurt took it on the basis of his uh, bestiality. Beastie propensity (laughs) for his attraction to dogs and just that stupid rant against rogan he did how like over over a 10-year span he he did the first dog fucking (laughs) defense like and then 10 years later went back to it yeah and then in both and when he was talking about the dogs and then the horse 10 years later both times he's like is it really rape if it came it's like dude yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, and isn't like, Fuck. doesn't Anna Kasparian, isn't that who he's like talking to about it? And yeah, she goes, even she's like, oh um, god. <laughs> there's like reports of survivors of sexual assault having orgasms all the time. And then he just goes, you're being a big downer. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, um, in, in, in the chat, Chunk Let's Fuck Horses Yogurt. You should get that guy's uh, nephew, um, Hassan Piker, into one of the brackets. He's, he's Chunk's like a, nephew? Yeah, he's like a male model socialist. He's the Twitch streamer. Millionaire, yeah. He's He does the show with uh, the first ever champion of Battle of the Douchebags, Ethan Klein of H3H3. Okay. Hassan and Ethan Klein did a show together where they mimicked... Um, they spent like $3 million to make a set that looks like Infowars, Alex Jones' set. Yeah, and they do they do a podcast together, Hassan Piker and um, and Ethan Klein. Yeah, he's he'd be a great contestant. But at yeah. the end of once we do eight of these, we've done two so far. There's going to be one where we take the victors of each matchup. Oh man, that's awesome! That's going to be like the it's a battle royale. Yeah, so so Chunk and uh, Ethan Klein are in the battle royale so far. And the original I don't think Doctor Mike has what it takes to win a bracket of eight, but we can try. The original the original champion was who? Ethan Klein. The inaugural? Oh, Ethan Klein. Okay. Yeah. Got it. He's he's terrible. I, <laughs> that guy is, is that the, the fat is that the guy that was talking shit about Joe Rogan too? Yeah, yeah. Like the fat slob guy? Yeah, he's the he's the vape nage diaper boy guy. Yeah. What is he famous for? He just YouTube. does funny videos? Okay. Yeah, and he quit making funny videos and now just does a podcast where he gets he's completely wrong about everything all the time. Cool. So we Hassan So Hassan is Chunk's nephew yeah wow okay it says he's a producer at the young Turks, turks and a columnist at huffpost cool but now he's just mainly he's a twitch streamer <laughs> yeah he's kind of like a vosh type guy who boobery brought to the first battle of douchebags i think they both uh defended uh possession of child porn and said there's no reason why it should be illegal right that's a classic leftist stance to take yeah well you know it's an orientation. okay groomer <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I kind of do want to call the New York Institute of Technology to find out if Dr. Mike actually went there, but I know for a fact they'd take up like a half hour <laughs> trying to get a hold of an actual person. Um, but while we're talking about grooming, do you want to talk about uh, Jackson Judge Jackson Brown? Yeah. Sure. Right. Awaken with JP. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. I can't. Wow. Um, so we, we all saw that with uh, Marsha Blackburn, our local uh, senator here in Tennessee, where I'm at. Uh, she was grilling him about what's a woman, and uh, she really didn't couldn't answer, even though she was nominated by Biden because she was a woman, as JP points out. But um, this this one's this is a longer clip, but there's uh, there's a little Soros action in, in here that I hadn't actually didn't really know about but i'll pause it, it seems as needed. that most people don't support biden's pick nearly as much as the deep state that picked biden's pick supports biden's pick more on that in a minute but first let's get unnerved judge jackson sympathizes with pedophiles and wants to bring leniency about violating children to the highest court in the land the radical left has a movement to normalize pedophilia and Judge Jackson is doing her best to toe that same satanic silky line. Why does the left want to reduce the stigma about the worst crimes against innocent children that you can think of? Well, we'll leave that to your imagination. 
and Satan. Let's take a look at Judge Jackson defending pedophiles who just want to use the internet to violate children. On the internet, with one click, you can receive, you can distribute tens of thousands. Take a look at Senator Lindsey Graham speaking up for the small minority of everyone in the face of her pro-pedophilia position. All I mean, sudden, Lindsey Graham's got child porn. Yeah, Lindsey's... That, that, and that's... um. Yeah, J, I, I have my own pet peeves with JP, uh, mainly is... I don't know, he's... he's Especially lately, he seems to lean a little too far right. He's almost turned into like a Crowder type. But yeah. mainly it's his his humor is on Crowder's level too, where it's like, I don't know, it's not my it's not quite my sense of humor. It's a little cheesy sometimes. Um But in the I do like that there's someone with uh, his level of reach that's tackling these issues, even some that Crowder wouldn't touch. Like the vaccine stuff. He goes deep on the vaccine stuff. Yeah. Pro pedophilia position. All of a sudden, you are looking at 30, 40, 50 years in prison. Good. Cut. Good. I understand. Absolutely Senator, good. I hope you are. To do good. Allow her to finish, please. I hope you go to jail for 50 years. If you're on the internet trolling for images please. of children and sexual exploitation. So, so you don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a that's horrible not- thing. I wonder why Biden wants people who don't think pedophilia is a heinous, disgusting crime. Judge Jackson handed out overly light penalties in child pornography cases she's ruled over. But Senate Judiciary Chairman Dick Durbin, that's a funny name, shockingly a Democrat, refused to make those pre-sentencing reports public, preventing the GOP from seeing them. But at least Judge Jackson isn't backed by some of the most destructive evil people on the planet. Now let me read this next part, which will hopefully prove that to be true. Judge Jackson is backed by a Democratic dark money nonprofit called Demand Justice. Demand Justice hides who their donors are. That's your first clue. Typically when people have everything to hide, you have nothing to worry about. Demand Justice is led by former Hillary Clinton campaign staffer Brian Fallon. The plot thickens. Where there's Hillary Clinton, there's usually George Soros not too far away. But with pedophilia and Marxism, he probably wouldn't be involved here. Oh yes, yes he is. George Soros provided $2.6 million of funding to demand justice. So the Supreme Court pick that the deep state is having Biden pick is backed by Soros. Does that make Soros part of the deep state? I don't know. Let's move on before I get shot. But no. <laughs> I, I didn't. I uh, I hadn't looked into Judge Jackson Brown at all. So I, a lot of this is news to me. And sure enough, I, I did a little digging. And yep, you uh, the the nonprofit is <clears throat> funded in part by Soros. I mean, two point five million is chump change to, to somebody like Soros, but he is backing sure. it. Um, yeah, know, that's any, wild. Any any thoughts before I wrap up this clip? It's it's. Two thirds over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pedophilia is bad. Um. That's a brave stance, Adam. <laughs> yeah. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And um, I love kids jumping on my lap. You know, like she was actually. So we we got Kavanaugh, who thinks that you should be able to go into people's phones, you know, to get to get information about them, and she was actually against that stance, though. 
Yeah, that's weird. Um, so it's like it's almost like a sh- it's a show. Um, the Kavanaugh thing was a show because that guy was not good. He like you said, I mean, he supported the Patriot Act, but the it was almost like the attacks on him were to get the Trumpers and the conservatives defending Kavanaugh, even though they might otherwise not have. Right. Exactly. Um, it's the old banana in the tailpipe trick. Yeah. Um, what do you think that there is some long play to desensitize people to pedophilia because of what's going to come out on this fucking laptop? I mean, the, the hounding of news articles and college professors defending it might uh, make leads me to believe that. Yeah, even Thaddeus Russell. Yeah, I didn't that know was a... until Dean Reiner pointed that out to me. I had no idea. Yeah, that Thaddeus Russell was saying that he's advocates for um, consensual sex I... with children. I was Dude, like, I, ha- I think I think something. I had new that guy on my. I, I had that guy on my show. Did, did I... something newer happen with him? Because a while back, like I want to say, like a year and a half ago, it was not far into the pandemic. So I was still listening to Bob Murphy on the regular, and Bob Murphy did a whole show about. Thaddeus Russell being Satan, I don't know if he would have said or, he said well, he called no, he was, him Satan it was, it was or him. Satanic. There well he did one where he was uh that he was antichrist. Not the antichrist, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that he was that his positions were antichrist. And then he did another one. I want to say it was a separate one, maybe it was the same one, where it was about him and pedophilia. And he put together, you know, an hour uh presentation of that, like, as far as Bob was concerned. Uh, Thaddeus Russell was okay with pedophilia and I listened to the whole thing and it wasn't, I I didn't get that he was quote unquote, okay with pedophilia. He was making arguments about, you know, the, the shit that I I hate, I hate arguing about this stuff because I kind of side with what I heard Thaddeus saying, but it has to do with like, where do we draw the line of yeah, like a 20 year old and and a 16 year old. Yeah, and he had a whole lot of talk like that, but I didn't hear well, that's anything what Milo Yiannopoulos got in trouble for. That was a nail that told me, "Oh shit, Thaddeus Russell is justifying his own actions." Or no, I, he- I wouldn't go that far, but it was clear to me that he wasn't talking about mature, like fifteen to eighteen or fifteen to seventeen year olds. It seemed like he was saying, um, "It was like." Thaddeus Russell, the clip I heard that Dean was playing was like, this was practiced in the past, like with the Greeks and stuff, it was not considered a bad thing. And it's not like, why is it necessarily damaging to the children? Why is it a bad thing? Yeah. And he yeah. used the word children. I don't he, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy that he had on, I, I, that guy was, was much, much worse in my opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thaddeus just kind of was d- defending his right to say it in a lot of ways. But- yeah. It's I, yeah, was it I him and another professor, like a professor. It was like some yeah. professor from New State University, New York. And, and did they talk about who's Roman like a Polanski? professor of who's like a professor of like libertarian studies or something like that? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Shit. It was uh, it was weird because that wasn't when that whole thing popped up. That wasn't a new interview. That interview was like over a year old. That episode and it yeah. didn't come out. Um, but then Thaddeus talked with him semi recently after the professor got burned for it. Yeah, and Professor then, Kirshner, I believe, is his name. Then Michael Malice had Thaddeus Russell on, like right after that, to like kind of argue his case, you know, because he was getting like death threats and canceled everywhere. And Thaddeus Russell still said that he something like he thought 
underage children should be able to it was something they, weird he said he said make, underage, make decisions for themselves they should be able to know that that and they he said, should be able to with with parental consent <clears throat> oh okay oh, fuck that yeah no, and that's just, michael malice was almost. like um that's kind of like how sex trafficking occurs in like thailand in the third yeah. world you know people like i'm, I'm less children. comfortable with that than than some 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 statements that you know like i say i hate talking about this shit but it's like i don't know sometimes like the i'm going to use the word child the child's right to decide you know kind of stuff like i don't know the 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 deep libertarian in me is like well i don't know what are we talking when we say child you know like um and that's where like grooming if if we're talking about a 17 year old child then fuck you like you know and especially i don't know it's it's a subject that is is hard to talk about as someone with like you know i i don't claim the term li- the, the the name libertarian often anymore but you know i have these hardcore libertarian beliefs and uh it it can sure sound like uh someone's pro pedophile <laughs> sometimes when they make the arguments which i'm not you know but yeah i'm of the opinion that uh and it's a different like i i firmly believe Thaddeus Russell has the right to say what he's saying um, sure. But when, but uh, as far as like legit actual pedophiles, my position on that is uh, shoot them in the head and burn them al- or burn them alive, pretty much. I see right, it, right. Put and when it comes wood, down to it, it's a little like the def- first. Yeah, it's the it's like defining por- pornography. You know, is it art or is it pornography? Well, you know when you see it, and I kind of feel like it's the same thing when it comes to pedophilia. You know, if it's an eighteen year old and a sixteen year old, that is not pedophilia, but. If it's, uh, but if it's that same 16 year old and a 40 year old, I might think that is pedophilia. You know, like it gets really gray, like to what I think is right and wrong. Um, what's the, uh, what's the thing people say half your age plus seven? I don't know. And then is that, it's okay. That, that your justification, Adam? I've, I've heard that. Maybe I heard, I, I think I <laughs> I've might never have heard, heard that, but that makes sense. I think I, I heard Adam Curry say it. So like I'm okay. 42, so I can, I can hit 28. That's my that's my number. Oh, okay. That's yeah, I've never. Works. I'd have to. Okay, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, I mean, if you're so if you're sixty, I you don't can go think 30, 37. I will think. I think you said you're forty two. Yeah. I think twenty years twenty year olds fine if you can get it. You know, it's just yeah. Deal, good luck dealing uh, with uh, that crazy. I think it. Yeah, that's, that's like a hit that, I think that's, scenario. I think that's where that seven plus seven comes in. Yeah. I mean, but like, uh, and Milo Yiannopoulos got in big trouble for saying that he was, you know, he. It was consensual when that priest molested him. He's like, "Oh, I was the predator," and and uh, that like that helped him discover his sexuality. But now Milo's saying that being gay is bad, and he prayed the gay way. And he's <laughs> he's hard. Oh, he's, yeah. he's he's not a great case because everything he does is trolling. So it's hard to really tell. I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee you. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of sixty year old queens in San Francisco who would make that same. 15 year old 25 year old argument as a positive because it's what they did and that's how it was in their in their lives when that happened i'm not saying i make that argument but i'm saying there's a lot of people that did that that argue that it's a positive thing when you're trying to like figure out how to be gay yeah i mean and i understand too and uh we can get off this subject pretty soon but i understand i understand the uh the nuance that people like Thaddeus Russell point out. It's like, why did we just arbitrarily pick the age 18? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, I mean, that's a load of shit. Yeah. And and it's like you, but 
and like you know everyone matures at a different age uh maybe 20 would be a better number maybe 16 would be a better number i don't know but it seems like um what thaddeus was advocating for or not advocating for but saying why can't they consent was um in the range of eight to ten year olds or younger and that's where i mean that's fucked he was yeah he was trying to have an intellectual argument about something that it was stupid to do that about about that was a dumb hill to kind of die on yeah but yeah i mean i I would recommend uh, dean reiner's episode with that um that kind of covered a lot of that because that was uh some of those clips he played were pretty like e but anyway how do we even get over that i I meant to listen and never and it didn't come back to it i gotta i gotta catch up um i don't even oh yeah judge jackson brown that's how we run it let's get back to that oh yeah part of the deep state I don't know. Let's move on before I get shot. But no, it's Biden's pick. This has nothing to do with Soros. (laughs) Of course. But here's a fun fact for you. A person named Paige Herwig serves as senior counsel and special assistant to Biden and is his point person on judicial nominations. Herwig was previously Demand Justice's senior counsel. That is a lot of George Soros influence on the president of the United States. But there's a few degrees of separation, so we can pretend like there's not. On the heartwarming side of things, Judge Jackson has helped empower abortion. But specifically, it's at least late-term partial birth abortions. So now at least we don't have to get into the debate of are they babies or not because they're definitely babies she's empowered to have killed. And as an attorney, she's also worked to kill the First Amendment. Or shall we say, abort the First Amendment to sound more progressive. See, um, have you guys looked into like the, the post-birth abortion stuff that there that seems to be happening? I remember when uh, Governor Ralph Northam of <laughs> the Governor Black- Blackface of yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Um, oh, he might not have been... He he might have been the one in the Klan outfit, so let's not call him Governor Blackface. Nobody right. knows for sure. Um, <laughs> Why are we wasting but, uh, his seven pounds of meat? Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> disturbing when uh, he was he was making that argument for for after birth abortion. Pretty yeah, much. there's yeah, been bills that have making, been introduced making it comfortable. Yeah, we'll keep the baby comfortable. There's been bills that have been introduced to where it's like up to 28 days after the birth, where you can still kill the baby and call it an abortion that's fucking insanity why (laughs) down with babies right and in other news about the good judge when it comes to judging people not based on the content of their character but rather the color of their skin judge jackson seems to be all about critical race theory while pretending she's not when she's confronted about it she sits on the board of a school that recommends a plethora of books teaching critical race theory to the young children that attend this school. Here's Senator Cruz questioning her about specific content in one of her school's recommended books. They recommend the babies confess when being racist. This is is a book that is taught at Georgetown Day School to students in pre-K through second grade, so four through seven years old. Um, Do do you agree with this book that is being taught with kids that, that babies are racist? Senator, 
You know, the problem with babies being racist would be solved if we could just kill all babies before... Get those <laughs> fucking babies then vaccinated! no more infantile racism. But you better be careful, because if you kill all the babies, then there won't be any kids for your pedophiles to commit heinous crimes against. Right, Judge Jackson? We choose truth over facts! I was looking for my abortion clips. I think this is the only one I have. Are you anti-abortion? Our delegation is duly bound to cast 10 votes. Because I'm uncle abortion. Rubio How about I knock you up and we get rid of the dang thing? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could have cut that I could have cut that clip off like way back with the um like two minutes earlier, but I was like maybe there's something some gold in here that I missed. There wasn't really. But the Soros angle was mainly what I was uh that was news to me. And sure enough, it's it's there. With not so even... there's going to be Soros funded. We already have tons, all these Soros funded DAs. Charlie Robinson's done a good, good episode on that on macroaggressions. Mm -hmm. Um, so now we're going to have Soros funded. I'm sure there already are Supreme Court justices. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, that's what it's. I mean, we got at least one coming in, and I don't see any reason why she's going to not get confirmed. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. Um. So that's your. Uh, that's your. Uh, Supreme Court update, everybody. Now, um, we've other other than Dr. Mike, we've successfully avoided the uh, Russia-Ukraine conversation, which is a breath of fresh air to not have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah Adam and I are uh, really good at not talking about that. Yeah, uh, Deborah gets red pilled slash into the apocalypse is the number one Ukraine-Russia uh, conflict ignoring podcast in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, the main reason I've neglected talking about it is because it's really impossible to tell what the hell's going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the most I'll talk about it is that uh, I don't, I'm not sure that it's happening, and I'm not sure that nukes are real, and I am anti-war, and nothing is going to change my position on that. The nukes aren't real thing is interesting, because I know, what is it? In the, I, I'd like to talk about that for a second because I haven't looked into it a lot, but I've heard that the two cities in Japan that were nuked, they were able to move in back to the city rather quickly. Yep. Yeah. What, what's the best evidence for nukes not being real? And does that mean nuclear that's, energy is also not real? Well, that's pretty good. I, it's not that I would say I, I say no nukes aren't real, but really it's more. I mean, I don't know shit about shit. Right. But I think they might not be as described because. I don't know, you know, like we hear about the idea that a nuclear explosion would make the land inhabitable for, you know, like yeah. thousands of years. Chernobyl's, I... Chernobyl's a thriving like wildlife refugee right now, refuge right now. Yeah, it's like it's like it's doing well there. And, you know, like we have terms like half-life that, you know, I don't know much about any of this, but this is just kind of the programming in the that I've gotten, you know, from the background of growing up in America. And it's this idea that a nuclear bomb goes off and like everything is devastated forever, <laughs> you know, for a long fucking yeah, time. At least for hundreds of years, hundreds of years, if not a thousand. And it just doesn't seem like that's the type of destruction that we're looking at. I don't know that I would go so far as to say I don't think the bomb exists, but it might not. I mean, I could see it being a fucking psyop to have us believe that there is always this imminent danger, the finger on the button concept that we've, we've just heard about our whole lives. Generation in front of us, they had to get under their desks and do all these drills, you know? And it's like, I don't know, what if, I mean, just, just be crazy for a second and just entertain the idea. 
what if that was all just lies to keep us well, living in fear? Well, what what if what if nuclear bombs could do that? Like what you see on Terminator 2. Well, my thing but, is like what was that that we, we don't saw? Have them. Yeah, well what what would what did what did we see with those giant nuclear test explosions clouds? In, yeah in the 40s what was they're that they're saying that it's that it's just tons and tons of dynamite buried underground or dropped into the ocean or something yeah that's possible other other types of explosions that are just not as we've had it described splitting the you atom know? so that albert einstein and was and full of uh, shit there's videos of this guy uh i think he's here in washington state um that the, it's it's old videos like they're up on youtube um, I forget the guy's name, but he was, uh, he was, he worked at, um, the Hanover, I think is the name of the facility in Dude, Washington. My, my, my grandfather was a union electrician at Hanover. Okay. That's, where, yeah, that's yeah. where my mom's from is Richland. So, so this guy that worked there and he was like part of the ground floor of all this nuclear Hanford shit. Hanford. They made the, they made the plutonium. My mom's high school is called, they were called the Richland bombers. So that's, that guy. That, <laughs> in his old retired age, he was filmed a bunch of times telling people that there is no danger whatsoever from the radiation from plutonium. And they're like, they show him like drinking the stuff, like and he nuclear like goes waste. Swimming in the cooling tanks and stuff. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what to make of these things, but I've, I've seen it and it's like, huh. I don't know, man. Yeah, he swims in the tanks. He he like actually consumes the stuff. Well, that talks about okay. That raises a whole another question, which is if your Geiger counter, <clears throat> excuse me, if your Geiger counter will go off with like by a four G or five G tower when your phone is in front of it, wouldn't that mean that cell phone radiation is also harmless? I think so. Does that mean that we could get through the Tim Allen radiation belts? <laughs> <laughs> God uh, damn it, that's a hilarious name. <laughs> oh, the Tim Allen belts. Yeah, I mean, maybe even, I mean, maybe we could go, I mean, I don't know. Like I said at the beginning of this nuke stuff, I don't know shit about shit. But, you know, maybe that's, maybe those radiation belts, the Tim Allen radiation belts aren't what's keeping us from going to the moon. You know, um, they it's just, they the dome. we're all programmed so well to be afraid of radiation that we're just like, oh, okay. You know, we don't ask any questions once that, that comes up. Yeah. I mean, if you look at all the game that was run on the boomers, they're the most, most propagandized generation of all time. That's why they're so retarded. I mean, more, than, more than my generation, like the, the, yeah. I'm boomers like, right, I'm either more, Gen Z, I mean, they're millennial or. You're Gen in Z. your 20s, right? Late 27. 20s? Yeah, 27. Okay. I don't know very many 27-year-olds. I'm like right below I, the... the um, well, I don't know. I'm like I my generation. You, if, you, if, you were, if you were one year older, I could date you according to my <laughs> yeah. calculations. So, my generation was like... Year. <laughs> social media came about like when I was in like middle school or high school. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you'd probably be like the last of the... The millennials or the beginning of the yeah I'm like right millennials is that cusp. what it's called yeah the I got Z. a I got a YouTube account when I was one year older than you are right now or not I I'm mean a Facebook account oh, yeah so I left Facebook when I was a senior in high school because I was I could see where that shit was going I was like fuck this yeah I think I was like 27 or 28 or something like that when when I got 2007 or something <laughs> I was 18 when I deleted my Facebook yeah I got on I, I've been on Twitter for the whole that whole time was were you on were you on myspace yes i was on myspace like uh 
Yeah, I was on MySpace when I was like, God, yeah, I must have been middle school or I don't know, six, like fifth or sixth grade. I can't. MySpace was closing. awesome. It was yeah. the best. It like there's not been anything as good as MySpace since then because you could like you know put your own music on your homepage and yeah, you could yeah. actually reflect you. Yeah, you could d- Didn't make do your own designs. Clone. Yeah, that's how I met my wife was through MySpace. Kind oh, of nice. We'd met I before. I am pretty smart. If yeah. it weren't for MySpace, we wouldn't have gotten married. <laughs> so you sh- you could call it our space. It it was, but then they took our space away from us. Ugh. Is MySpace um, still around? Yeah, I actually, I don't know. I had some show a little while back. We were talking about MySpace. I was like, I wonder if MySpace is still up. And yeah, sure enough, it's there. It looks pretty much the same. Dude, maybe we should all just move Get over back to MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. That's what like that's what Sam Tripoli was always saying <laughs> before like the whole Brockfin thing started. He's like, we need to get somebody with like venture capital and buy MySpace. No, okay, I take it back. It's not pretty much the same. Didn't it? It I looks think like it that- transformed into just being for like music after yeah. a while. Yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah. I must have. This must have been. I must have been thinking a lot further back than what I remembered when I was looking it up. Because now it looks like iTunes. I tried going there to retrieve some old pictures or something from my old profile, and like I, it's like it had deleted my profile. But this was a while ago. But my band's profile was still there. You know, I mean, just I, dead sitting there. But I was trying to get Tom from MySpace on my show, but I couldn't get a hold of him. Oh, dude, remember that picture? Yeah, classic. Is he looking over his shoulder, smiling, yeah. laughing, <laughs> having a great time? Dude, yeah, he should. He should. They should make him the CEO of like Twitter. Maybe Elon can do that for us now that he's a major shareholder. Oh, fucking Elon! I know this you guy. Think he's gonna, you think he? You guys think he's going to create free speech for us all on Twitter now? Uh, I know there's rumors that he's going to get Trump back on there, but I don't know. Oh, sweet. I miss Trump on Twitter, dude. Dude, Trump on Twitter made Twitter actually really fun. Like, because you would you would wake up and you're like, "What's the crazy shitties like that everybody's gonna be pissed off about now?" Like, I like I I, even people that hated Trump had to admit to me a couple like more than on more than one occasion that he made politics like really fun and funny. Oh, he did. He made everything. He made everything better, guys. Uh, (laughs) I mean, even to some degree, you know, he made CNN better. Because watching them flounder over him all the time was was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's if you have a good sense of humor, he made things better. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, as somebody that already didn't really take all this shit very seriously, he he really made it fun to pay attention to. And Biden, I kind of go back and forth with on that because like it goes back and forth between being hilarious and just being downright just depressing. Like, dude, it's uh, you can't help but feel bad for the guy every once in a while did you see that video that just came out once again charlie robinson had it on his twitter i feel like i quote charlie robinson on my show all charlie's the time. great man i'd I need to do more shows with him He's we got to get him on soon we have him on every 50 episodes so we got we're due for him um but Let me see there if I can was find one it on his twitter one that he put up where oh it's obama and kamala and they're like hobnobbing with all these people and Joe Biden's like standing behind us, like trying to get in and like shake hands with people, and everybody's ignoring him. Oh, the and one he where he kind his, of shrugs and then turns around and stares at the flag he, after a while. He puts he puts his hand on Obama's shoulder, like he's like trying to get his attention, and it's not working. There was, um, yeah, there's been some wild Biden shit. Uh, did you see? At, did is that? Did you see the one where he got his second booster? Yep. 
Yeah, I saw it right after you suggested it. That Adam. was insane. That's the is craziest. It, is there way? Is there a way to do audio with it, or will it not translate? I don't know. I, I mean, it might. I can describe. Because, is it on uh, Mac? Is it on Charlie's Twitter? Yeah. The only there's no there's no like talking or anything. It's just like there there's like a um. Oh, here like we go. A band playing some instrumental Steely Dan song or something. Here we go. So now I'm going to get my second booster shot. Oh yeah. I didn't even know they were already doing second boosters I in the United either. States. This is this is when I first heard of it. <laughs> what the fuck? I bet this is yeah, he I mean I'm do we even think he got any vaccines? I I don't think so. He already did that first booster on a fake set. So now I'm gonna get my second booster shot. Okay. Just listen there listen. So he takes his jacket off, he's walking over he's COVID. like waddling, like he's got and a full diaper. Shouting at him. <laughs> Let me get my second booster shot. Take it off his jacket. What's the danger of Putin? <laughs> yeah, like, why are you asking Objection these questions relevance? while this is going on? Yeah. And he doesn't answer shit. He's so feeble and confused. Dude, this is weird. And this is that same fake set they did it on the last one. All right, he's getting his sleeve rolled up. Is, is the U.S. willing to provide security guarantees to Ukraine as part of peace talks with Russia? Mr. President, are you going to extend Title 42? Well, I'll have a decision on that soon. What? We'll have a decision on that soon. Okay. But he's got that big fake smile. That's insane. Yeah. President Zelensky, yeah. tell you about that. If we reach and pour countries on vaccination, will impact your, uh, the, the fight against COVID here? He's getting vaccinated by a fucking Russian? He's getting vaccinated by a fucking Russian. 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 He's getting Thank you all. That was weird, man. When, at what point are we going to get somebody that's like, writes a tell-all? Like, I was in the Biden press corps from the time of, you know, because like, they, I don't know if they still did. They probably didn't because of COVID. But remember, they used to have like people in the press corps, like, ride on the planes with them and stuff like that. And then they'd write these tell-all books about what happened during the during the um during the election cycle and all this shit like that and I man, think those are you... I think those are forever because of all those supposed tell-alls that were complete uh intelligence propaganda bullshit I think the forever now the White House Stafford tell-all books are forever null and void because how can yeah. you trust any of it anymore yeah, right. Yeah, it's like I couldn't trust you to be a objective journalist while you were actually doing the deal. Yeah, I don't know. But man, that would be great if somebody broke from it and told us what was what was what they're being instructed to do. Do we have any predictions on the record of when the fifth boost? What Biden's going to get his fifth booster? No, Whew. I'd say before. I'd say before August is my prediction. You think so? Yeah. Because I, I could see them, I could see them pulling this whole COVID thing right back out on us, like well, any day. As soon as as soon as the Ukraine shit ends, it's going to be right back to new variants. I think. 
Yeah, I'm certain it'll happen by the by the time or just after the time that the the Ukraine Russia shit ends. I don't know how to even put what until it deescalates or we keep talk, quit talking about it or whatever. But I could also see us getting hit with a double whammy of like, hey, we need to be locked down and this is going on. And maybe even, you know, supply chains are breaking up because of what's going on and we need to lock down. I don't know. I don't have much uh, much faith in things going well. <laughs> so that would mean I'd expect the booster sooner, the fifth one, okay. sooner than later. So you're going maybe by June or July? Yeah. Well, how is he still in office in June or July? That's another. Then you yeah. got that. That's a question. And the thing is, is they they can't just put they they can't put Kamala in, so they got to pull something. Well, yeah. So Kamala nominates Hillary or something. Yeah, or Nancy <laughs> Nancy Pelosi or something. Oh shit God, like dude, that. I'd rather almost rather have Hillary than Pelosi. Yeah, Who I knows? can't. I mean, yeah, Hillary's I don't know. that's a tough one. Yeah, I. <laughs> uh, Which one we, would you rather fuck? <laughs> I gotta go with Hillary again on that. Over Kamala? Uh, uh yeah. Because I could hate uh, fuck Hillary. I don't know, man. That's a. I mean, you remember when Sam a bad was lineup. talking about how hot Kamala Harris was? <laughs> this is a bad he lineup. Was? Hillary, Jesus, yeah. Pelosi, and Kamala. Camel, camel toe Harris. Camel yeah. toe hair puss. Coachella sucks this year. <laughs> um, Bonner is going to be good, though. No, that lineup is god awful, dude. That lineup is terrible this year. Fucking Machine Gun Kelly's the headliner. Really? Yeah. I love. I used to love Bonner, dude, but that, ever since Live Nation bought him out, it's been is actually Co- in, uh, Coachella's lineup's a in, lot better. Is that in Tennessee where you're at? Yeah, Bonner. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not. We used to live like half hour from Bonner, so I'd go every year. Got it. Did well, you yeah, wear a headdress, um, Indian headdress, or was that more of a Coachella thing? Uh no, there was a lot of there used to be a lot of titties. The um a bunch of chicks were getting arrested for indecent exposure once they let the DA the district attorney let the cops come in in 2015, and it's not been the same since. There's like barely any titties the, anymore. Uh, is that where the naked wizard was that got tased? Oh, probably. I don't know, man. I've I haven't been since I think the last year I went was 2017, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I went it was like 2013. But um, I I am getting close to my time crunch here because i got another show to do tonight and i need to get some dinner and go uh pick up the baby but um before we go well since we were talking about biden clones is biden a clone how many clones are there how we feel about the clones i mean i don't know if they're clones but they're it's not the same guy there's a few different different body doubles you know yeah the ears like the ear connection at the bottom's different uh the hairline changes and some of that could faces. be Botox, but the, uh, I don't know. So they I mean, can't all be explained by Botox. All you got to do is go onto YouTube, find a video of Joe Biden in 1994 talking about super predators and how much he hates black people and doesn't want his kids going to school in a racial so jungle. I learned about roaches. I learned- plenty of that out there. And look at, look at his face in that and then go, go watch him getting his second booster shot and tell me it's the same guy. Dude, the screenshots of him smiling, even even watching it live in some of those Democratic debates where he would grin and his mouth was so huge and so full of teeth. It was like, and then yeah, people and were the, taking screenshots and I was just like, oh my God, it looks Photoshopped, but the, it's not. The black the black eyes is really scary. The 
black guys are scary or black eyes? <laughs> both. Both. <laughs> what about black guys with so black eyes? I learned eyes? about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Um, no, yeah, so you're talking about the initial, like George Bush had it and John Kerry and uh, all these guys. They have the black eye on the same side of their face, John McCain. No, 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 no. He has like these really dark, like black eyes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the of... ritual. Oh, no, Biden not the... specifically has black. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like somebody pupils. that's on acid, his pupils are just. But they're not, they're not like pinpoints. They're like his whole like eye is like black, like the whole ball of his. It's, it's. Uh, okay. I wonder how I could, what's the best way to find that? Cause I'm not really, I haven't noticed this. You just, just gotta Google look. Uh, just Joe gotta Biden, look at Biden. Black Biden. Because I mean, if you, I mean, I don't. I know. I don't know if you guys have ever done big doses of hallucinogens, but your your whole uh, yes, iris becomes yes. black. Yeah, your whole iris becomes black. But you're talking about even the white part is black. Yeah, black eyeballs. If I look up Joe Biden black eyeballs, would it come up? It's hard to tell what's Photoshop to. Well, yeah, you, I haven't heard. A l- why can't I click on images? It just goes shopping, news, videos, maps. Okay, black eyeball. I mean, I'm not seeing anything too impressive from it, but I see some a lot of shots of his eyes when I typed in Biden pupils. And they are weird looking, but I'm not seeing anything that's too black. Yeah, it's and uh, if there was something, I'm sure Google wouldn't be displaying it. Oh, oh yeah. do you remember in one of those debates where his eye was just completely like bloody, though? Yeah, where where he where his his eyes started bleeding in one <laughs> yeah. of his camp in one of his campaign speeches. Yeah, I I, I, I think it, it happened during joke. one of the Trump debates too. I was like, oh god, he was he was trying to um he was trying to identify with the uh, with his younger crowd because there was a Billie Eilish video where that happens to her. But I it guess happened I to Billie Eilish, it. like or it was it was in one of her music videos. In one of her video music videos, she's like oh. bleeding out of her eyes. So he thought that maybe he could connect with with the younger crowd if he did that too. <laughs> Billie That's Eilish, what the kids are into yeah. these days. She got a she had an eyelash in her eye, and it caused it to bleed. That's why they call her Billie Eyelash. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know any any other thoughts before we uh, we wrap up. I know you guys got a. You guys have three shows on the Deborah gets red pilled feed, right? There's we're Deborah just gets- doing we're just doing odd. Uh, Pretty much shows with Chud X and I, and then there's shows with the three of us. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's uh, so, but it's so that's all twice a week. Deborah right gets red pilled. Yeah, two, three times a week. We don't really have any uh, set set stuff, but we try that's to get in uh, two two a week or so. And tonight we're both doing uh, feed the beauty. Yeah, we um, you you tell them about it, Chud X. Yeah, feed the beauty. bunch of bunch of us podcasters who are into homesteading are getting together once a month and uh talking homestead pretty much um we were, we're like being very solutionary based like just talking about what's going on on our farms and i'm not sure where it's gonna go if we're gonna you know talk about uh external solutions outside of uh just homesteading but we've only done one so far tonight we're gonna do our second one that's all at least available from the false reality pod uh rss feed False reality check are the ones that are going to put it out, but I think everybody that's on it will probably release some form of audio for it. Wait, yeah, false we didn't re- Chud, do the you... last one, but we'll do that this time. So you're a, Chud, are you part of false reality check or just the um, <clears throat> just the homesteading? No, just the homesteading for that. Okay. I, I also I do have a, another great podcast that me and my wife do called The World as It Is Today, 
which is available on podcatchers everywhere where we talk all kinds of shit, but focusing largely on raising a family with uh, anarchist values in this crazy ass world that we live in. It's really oh, good. I, 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 yeah. the, new, the new one today is, is good. I need to listen to that because I'm, <clears throat> I'm a, as a uh, fresh new dad and that's something I definitely would like to. Oh yeah, 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 dude, you should totally check it out. Like, uh, yeah, and if you're into it, like, let me know. Like, I'd I'd love to have you on and talk about parenting and and all that kind of stuff. Hell yeah, yeah man. I'll check you, it out. Send me the links if, to all those, and they'll be in the show notes. Uh, all all three of those feeds. And yeah, if cool. you want to, um, Chud X's wife is doing a z- online, um, food preservation slash fermentation canning kind of seminar this week this Sunday on Zoom. So if you listen to one of one of those podcasts, you can get all the info for it, right? Yep. Yep. Or just awesome. write to her at greenerpostures at protonmail.com. That's posture as in not pasture. Okay, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well thanks guys. Uh always always love having you on Adam and Chud. Good to talk to you a second time and I hope we can yeah, do it again sure. soon. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been thanks, a blast. Thanks, man. It's uh I've been uh, really uh loving your show now that I actually found a uh, um rss feed for it so i've been going back and listening to all all the old stuff i've li- the ones with the one with charlie and uh alex stein is fantastic the previous one to that with alex stein was good i listened to all of them man so it's cool it's a cool little treasure trove that when i'm just out here working on the farm i can go back and find find stuff that's that's thank thanks always man. entertaining with you man and uh yeah. yeah i try to change it up every now and um and anybody else that's kind of newer to listening to the show if you go to the uh go to shitmyass.com go to the right hand side <laughs> of the page there's a tab that says i think it's greatest hits or something and that's starting back from like episode one some of the most popular episodes and some of the most episodes i was most proud of like uh where especially back when um i had more time to really um like pre-kid and and uh, pre uh working so much i had time to really 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 work uh, spend all my time like preparing an episode and a topic. So some of those old episodes are, are I'm I'm real proud of. So that greatest hits uh, page. I'm sure a lot of people that listen now haven't heard a lot of that stuff. So. But yeah, um, awesome. and then uh, other than that, man, I'm uh, I'm real happy we got to do this, and uh, let's do it again soon. Hell yeah, anytime. Sounds good. Dude. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, where Spencer and Lorian of Bowl After Bowl are, are going to be on here. We're doing Dreams Part 2. So if anybody wants to leave a voicemail about a weird or non-weird dream they have, we need voicemails to play on the show. So you call in at 865-465-6271 and tell us about a dream you had. And, and other than that, that's that's my last order of business. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Chud. Yeah, Thanks, thank Chris, you. man. This is always the best. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six-Pack, and it was the worst. It was the worst shit I've ever watched. It just shows anybody can have a podcast, and uh, even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It, it's just, uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it. 
like the plague. All episodes of Abs and Six Pack are now available at shitmyass.com. Tell your normie siblings. Tell your idiot parents. Tell your dumbass friends. Tell your moron neighbor. Tell your grandparents before they die. They can maybe spread it around to some of their senile old fuck friends. Tell your mom and dad about shitmyass.com. Tell your creepy uncle about shitmyass.com. Tell your Uber driver about shitmyass.com. Tell the guy that delivers your terrible pizza about shipmyass.com. Tell your deadbeat cousins about shipmyass.com. Tell every homeless guy you meet on the street. Call your congressman. Call your governor. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Call the Sandy Hook parents. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Get shipmyass.com yard signs. Put them all around your whole neighborhood, but rig them with explosives so that they blow up after 24 hours and no one knows they were there. Just start going through the phone book. Call random numbers. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Say, hey, there's new episodes up at shipmyass.com. Go to the mall. Look for the person that looks the most retarded. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Then go to another mall. Look for the most smartest guy with the most smarty pants, glasses, and good hair. Tell him about shipmyass.com. Tell him to spread the news. Start riding the bus all around your house all day and tell every person that gets on the bus about shitmyass.com. Start committing misdemeanors or possibly felonies so that you keep getting, you become a repeat offender in the prison system. Tell the prisoners, tell your cellmate about shitmyass.com. Tell the prison guards about shitmyass.com. Tell the cop. Tell them I sent you. They'll give you 10% off discount code for, uh, uh, start calling up customer service people. Tell them about shitmyass.com. 10 bonus points for Indian guys. Go to the park, kidnap somebody's dog, then when they come to get it back from you, tell them about shipmyass.com. Say, hey, your dog would love this podcast. I'm doing you a favor. Pick up skateboarding as a hobby. Even if you're terrible and bust your knee or bust your head open, you can tell all the skating guys, hey, have you been to shipmyass.com yet? There's some good podcasts there. Or just lie to them. Tell them it's, it's gutter punk, skate tween, shit cringe music, whatever the fuck those idiots listen to. Tell them, hey, you can get the good skating music at shipmyass.com. Make sure you don't wear a helmet. Run for mayor. Run for mayor of your city or county. Then you can, when you get elected, you can tell everybody about shipmyass.com and mandate that it be on every billboard and every street sign and every fucking bench. And uh, that's just how you help the podcast out. So I don't think it's asking too much.